Welcome to the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews presented by IV Creative. Now, here's your hosts, B. Cox and the crew. Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's another edition of the Vault Podcast Classic Music Reviews presented by IV Creative. Is a perspective of the classics from a fresh point of view. We appreciate you for taking your time and lending your ears to our perspective. You could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us, so we thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox, and with me I have the crew, comprised of these fine gentlemen around me. To my left, we have my boy Damo, Dominique Marks. He is the host of the Raw Sex Podcast. New episodes weekly on Wednesdays. You can catch him on Podbean, Spotify, Google, and also Apple Podcasts as well. Talking relationships, dating, sex, and everything in between. To my right, we have my boy D.E.T. Dave. He is the host of the Ground Rule Double Podcast, talking everything in the world of sports. You can catch that on Facebook Live weeklies, usually Mondays through Fridays. You can also catch it on Spreaker, Mixcloud, and also where all podcasts can usually be streamed and played. And in front of me to my 12 o'clock, we have my boy Jason J.O. He is a hip-hop connoisseur from everything East Coast, West Coast, down South, and everything in between. Appreciate having you gentlemen here with me today as we chop it up over the classics. And today we take you back in time to 1994 to Pete Rock and C.O. Smooth and their second album, The Main Ingredient. Released on November 8th, 1994, would be their second album and also their last album together, unfortunately. Recorded on 1993-1994, this was the follow-up to their debut classic album, Mecca and the Soul Brother, which came out in 1992. This was recorded between 1993 and 94 at Green Street Recording in New York City, produced all by Pete Rock. And of course, you have the vocals by CL Smooth and then also vocals as well by Pete Rock. Also, you have features here by Rob O and Grap Lover from the group I&I, who worked very closely with Pete Rock as well. They ended up putting out projects as well in 1995 and 96. But all tracks were produced by Pete Rock and C.O. Smooth and a total of 16 tracks with a runtime of 76 minutes and 13 seconds on Electra Records. And this was, of course, as you said, the second album and the last album that Pete Rock and C.O. Smooth were put out here in 1994. So 25 years later, this is what we have. The main ingredient, fellas, So. And I always, to me, whenever I think about Pete Rock and C.O. Smooth, I always think about very, I like to, <laughs> to you know, no pun intended, but I reminisce very fondly upon them and their time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to take a, a play off the Troy, they reminisce over you, their famous track from Mecca mm-hmm. and the Soul Brother in 1992. I reminisce very fondly upon Pete Rock and C.O. Smooth as a unit because they complemented each other so well. Having the, the two of them together, CL, the main proprietor of Rhymes, though you had Pete Rock also being able to spit some verses there as well. And you had CL's Rhymes and also the feel of the tracks, everything produced by Pete Rock. And to me, I always say, if you don't have Pete Rock in your top five hip hop producers all the time, as far as talent is concerned, he's up there. He is. You got to have him in your top five. And that's just my opinion because he's right there to me, right up there when you talk about Primo and Dre and Lost Professor, and Dilla. Now, I see a lot of people who have their list up, and they have Dilla ahead of Pete Rock, and I tell them you're wrong. (laughs) The student can never... (laughs) Sometimes the student surpasses the master, 
as Kanye did, I guess, in some respects to no ID. But in this case, to me, Dilla was trying to beat Pete Rock when he was producing. And he told Pete that as much when he finally linked up with him, when he finally got up there. To me, you got to have Pete in your top five. And I love what they would be able to do. I felt like they were kind of overshadowed with this release and also with Mecca and the Soul Brother because I felt as though in 92, that's really when G-Funk started to take over. And, you know, commercial hip hop, as far as commercially, there wasn't a lot of things that were, you know, of course, their reminisce over you was a very popular track, but I didn't think they really got the props that they deserved. And then in the midst of this, think about all the different tracks and all the different projects that came out in 1994. And we can go Mm -hmm. up and down. We've reviewed many of them right here. Mm -hmm. This one is one I think that other than hardcore hip hop heads, I think a lot of people look at this and they don't include this album in there. I think it's overlooked a little bit. You know, I don't know why, but uh, but it was a it's a, a, a good offering. I very I'm kind of upset that this was the last album they put out. Of course, Pete Rock and C.O. Smooth didn't work together. There was uh, mostly because of creative differences from what I understand the directions that they both wanted to go. Pete Rock would go on to release several different albums, namely Soul Survivor, namely Peace Terminals, also Soul Survivor 2, also New York's Finest a lot of different other albums as well. And Pete Rock is very active, still producing and DJing as well. To me, I always say the best producers come from being DJs. And you look at a lot of them, Dre, Primo, Jazzy Jeff, Jazzy Jeff Pete Rock, they're all, to me, the best, the best producers out there are ones who started out their careers as DJs as well. So, But the main ingredient, guys, we're going to go around the room and sort of get your perspective, Basically, what it is that you thought when you first listened to it, and then what you thought about it listening to it just to just now. So um, I'll actually start with Damo, and see you get your perspective on and what you thought. To be completely honest with you, it was my first time listening to it. I didn't even hear about it. I, I had to search. I was like the main. I didn't even. Who the hell is the main ingredient? I was like, I think he's talking about Pete Rock. <laughs> so I went and listened to it. I listened to it a couple of times this week, but just because of that right there. And I'm going to go back to the word I use. It's a nice vibe album to me, too. Not a smoker album, just a old school feel, great production, a good feel album. So, yeah, I liked it. I missed out on it. Jay? I've um, got to be honest, too. I mean, I remember the album coming out back in the day, but it wasn't one that was really pressed like run out there and get. I mean, I knew some people that did have it, and the tracks I did hear off of is like, for lack of a better term, I felt like it was grown folks hip hop. You know, because mm. I was on like what, thirteen at the time. <laughs> <laughs> grown folks hip hop, I like that. I like that. Yeah, so like, because like you said, like you know, G Funk era was in full effect and everything like that. And then with P Rock style and like, not even so much with P Rock's production style, but more so with um, CL Smooth's lyrics, it wasn't something I would necessarily like vibe off of. You know, what I mean, like, and of course we had like explicit lyrics back then, but it was more so cruising like you know trying to like spit game to chicks and everything like that but it was more like a hell more of a, an adult vibe to it than say like you know somebody else like you know it was like maybe in their early 20s was out back then and trying to like like have the have those type of lyrics come out so i really didn't rock with it like that like i would now like listen to it now it's like okay you don't drink smooth and everything like that and you can appreciate it more of like being an adult and having those experiences yeah. and you know what i mean so Listen to it now. I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess you just had to be in that frame of mind. Of course, I wasn't in that frame of mind at thirteen years yeah. old. Like thinking about girls and trying to holler uh, girls. Of course, but like, knows that Carmel City, <laughs> right? Yeah. There you go. So, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nah, I hear you, Dave. Uh, same thing as Dom. This is my first time hearing it. I enjoyed what I listened to. I listened to it all morning. 
Um, it was it was quintessential Pete Rock. The question I'm asking, we can probably ask this a little later or answer this a little later, is CL Smooth deserving of more credit with mm. what he's done with Pete Rock as far as his lyricism? Or do we just take out, we just say Pete Rock and then CL Smooth at the bottom? I don't think, I think you can kind of take Pete and Pete has found a way to be able to stand on his own without CL Smooth. But to me, I love Soul Survivor. I love Peace Remendals. I love Soul Survivor too. Uh, Lost and Found, a few other projects. But to me, in each one of those projects, there was, in, and on Soul Survivor, you heard CL on a track there with, with Pete Rock. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is what this album is missing from this being like just perfect. Is CL Smooth. And does he deserve more credit? I think we can get to that, but my short answer on that is yes. I think he needs more credit. It does. And listening to this album, I think it reminds me why I think he needs more credit. Personally, I think why. So, so, so the ladies, he could have just used LL. <laughs> <laughs> he probably be more. I mean, he probably be more like mainstream. I mean, he's successful and everything. But yeah, I mean, but I just think about it. Just makes me think about like just the title, of like how they're presented as an act, like Pete Rock, CL Smooth, like. Like you know, what I'm saying it can't. It, it, it kind of comes from that era, like you know, where like the DJ is more important than the MC. Yep. Like DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh, Fresh Prince, Prince, like that yeah, type of thing. I, I mean, that. I mean, and then it was. It really wasn't in the title, or even like Eric being Rakim, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like that, or with Gangstar. I mean, it was. I mean, you you knew it was pre, um, Primo and Guru, and Guru, but right. When I kind of like look at them side by side, I will put Guru ahead of CL Smooth. That's just my opinion. Not saying CL. Not saying Seals move was whack anyway, but Guru. I mean, even with some, I guess with like delivery and everything like that. Will, I, I mean, because like Guru, I mean, he could stand on his own as an MC as well. I mean, I really see that from Seal Smooth as much. I mean, at least from my opinion, I mean, I may, I may be incorrect, but well, that's what I say. It's nah, like a Waterdale water LL. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tag on with you. I think Primo's beats mm-hmm. were made for Guru's voice. Like they were like a match made in heaven. This, according to me, yeah, Guru passed on, and I think that the next person that rhymes best with Primo beats is Nas. I mean, I don't, I, I can see it, yeah. I don't see any other. Well, it's a whole bunch of people that rap great on Primo beats, Royce. Jay, Biggie, Royce, but I think. Some Nas and, is and somehow group homie, you know, it's like the biggest waste yeah. of beats ever. Yeah, it was. <laughs> right. It was. <laughs> so. Yeah. But I, I think that Pete CL's voice is made for Pete Rock's beats. And Pete has had some sick people sit over spit over his beats. But I think it's it's I think he deserves more credit because I think, like I said, listening to this album, um, I knew about what CL Smooth's work was, but I think I gained a, a bigger appreciation for him after listening to this album. Because to me, I thought we had this conversation on the last episode, one of our early episodes, about how I kind of put CL Smooth and Grand Poobah kind of like in the same mm-hmm. category as mm-hmm. far as style, stylistically. Yep. Like the very understated, smooth, like, you know, like you know, flow when it comes to, you know, like it's very, very smooth delivery. AZ you is know? the same way. And very kind of mm-hmm. laid, very mm-hmm. kind of laid back, you know, not nothing is overstated, nothing is overhyped. It is just kind of just to be real smooth, hence his name, CL Smooth. You know, so uh, to me, I think he does deserve a little bit more credit. And I think he did put out a couple of solo albums, but it just wasn't the same without Pete Rock, you know. And I, I, it sucks that creative differences had to kind of come between them not being able to make more music together. Because I think they could have put out a few other really, really good albums. I mean, solid albums. But, you know, but this this one, to me, and 
when I loved listening to this is again, I love the production and I love those interludes of the instrumentals in between the tracks, mm-hmm. which you always hear during mm-hmm. either those Pete Rock and CO Smooth albums and those Pete Rock albums afterwards. And it's just like, damn, Pete, you could have done something with this dog. Like you had this just sitting in the SP, just chilling. Like, That's, you know, uh, and that, 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 that kind of mirrors my gripe with Prince Paul, by the way. Like, yeah. you know what I mean, because mm-hmm. Prince Paul, he would do the same thing as far as like have some fire beat and mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily have anybody spit over it. Mm-hmm. It was just like an interlude, whatever. So, they yeah, kinda, Ninth Wonder did that too. Ninth yeah. Wonder does that too. Like, even seem like. Like and that's how I found out about Rhapsody, but I'm I'm we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, but it's to me, I'm just sitting there like, damn, Pete, you just had this sitting in the SP somewhere, just right. sitting there chilling, and you use this as an interlude. Like, yo, you could have used this for somebody to spit on, mm-hmm. you know. But a guy like Pete does a lot of digging, does a lot of work in the studio. He did a lot of his best work when it comes to for a singular project. To me, came from this one. I'm still looking up some of the samples that he used on this one. I haven't even tracked all of them down yet, but I'm looking, I'm still looking them up. I've just been trying to do my work on that. Cause you know, you hear those tracks and be like, damn, where that sample come from? Right. Where did this come mm-hmm. from? And you go do this. Pete is notorious for going through and picking up those albums and getting things done as far as like digging for those samples and, and taking them and manipulating them. Um, to me, I love the the fact that the you had the features on this album with Robbo and Grap Lover from I and I. I and I it was a group that did a lot of work with Pete Rock and CL Smooth. Um, there was also the vocals and R and Bs from you know you got from the singer Crystal Johnson and then Searching with Vinia Mojica. Vinia Mojica, yeah, she was on this one as well. So it was a very, like you said, I love the term that. You used them. Well, was it grown man hip hop? Well, no, Jay said that about grown man. This is grown people hip hop. It is. And I think I didn't listen to this album until I think I was maybe out of college. And I finally looked this up. And I think now listening to it at the age that I'm at, I appreciate it a lot. I would appreciate it a lot more than probably 12 year old me or even 24 year old me would have appreciated it. Because this is something that. I sat and played in the car a few times on my way to work and coming back from work. And it's just like you said, it's a vibe. It's a really, really nice vibe. So that's my, my thought on it. And I'm kind of glad that we all got a chance to sit down and listen to it, especially at the ages that we are right now. Cause I think we all appreciate it for that vibe based on the fact of where the industry is right now. So we'll go along with highlights, um, basically what you liked, um, any low lights. And then of course, anything you appreciate more so now at the fact that you are listening to it, so I'll start with I'll start with Dave. Any highlights of yours? I like uh, it's something that you said. You got to feel the vibe within the first what two or three songs, right? Yeah. So I'd say the first five six songs, you just find fire. I love Carmel City. Yeah, <laughs> I love that beat. Is just like wow, bro. Yeah. Um, I like take you there, and I think searching, searching is probably my favorite cut on this album because uh, I just I I just love any. Mohika, yeah. Oh God, she's great, her. man. She's great. She <laughs> is. She's so underrated as a vocalist. It's it's sad that most people don't know about her. Yeah, nah, it is. It definitely is. Any low lights for you on this? Anything you didn't like? Nah, I'm good. Okay, I'm good. Indeed, Jay. Me, I think it's probably gonna be you with Carmel City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my freak ass is gonna say Carmel City. <laughs> <laughs> it should be the theme song of your podcast. <laughs> We talk more than just sex. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, so long with that. Um, some won't come out. Mm-hmm. I was feeling that one. Like the song "Escape." I love. Escape. I mean, just just the beat alone. I mean, mm-hmm. like just make just like put you in a vibe, like to where you just like want to 
run away from it all, like or leave, or of course escape. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Away from all the bullshit yes. and everything like that. And um, and I think we said before about you, Dave, searching, like, because I just, I just I, love I, the Roy, Roy Ayers. Man. I mean, you can't, you can't miss with him. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he'd be in that same conversation. Like, if we had the conversation about producers back then. Like, Roy Ayers would be top five, I believe, as far as like seventies producers, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Nah, you're right. Roy Ayers is the man. He is. Yes. Damo. So we know you like Carmel City. What else? I like this house. <laughs> like he said, Escape was one of my favorite. And that the title, of course, the main ingredient. Mm-hmm. And I like Get On The Mic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The last. That's the last track yes. to close out the album. Uh-huh. Ain't yeah. too many low lights. Like I said, you know, it's just a good vibe. You know, we can take Jason words, grown folks, hip hop. Mature hip hop. It uh, is. It's just a good vibe. Like I could. It was like, oh, I don't like this song. Ew, not, not that one. Mm. It was just played it through, listen all the way through. Like, okay, yep, yeah, indeed. Now I hear you. My highlights, of course, I love I me mean, Carmel City, of course, but I get physical. I love I get physical, especially because I love CL's verses on there too. So, you know, like I love the verses on I get physical, and that sample of that I get physical is a good one too. I Gotta Love, which was the first sample single that was on this album. Escape, like you said, Jay, that beat, especially that the the, the vocal sample on the right. on the hook, it's just like it just yeah, like you man, said, just like, sort of takes you away. And then Pete was actually I I'm still trying to figure out whether Pete's writing his real, his own rhymes. I mean, I'm thinking that he is though, because you know, he doesn't flex too much on these. It seems like something that he would write and something that he would spit. Mm-hmm. But it's perfect for the song and the beat that he has right there. Like it's that flow and his lyrics and that beat, everything just came together right there on that. I did like World Wild Robbo. Robbo's done some work on some other pizza because, you know, he was a part of I and I. I and I is the one who came out with Fake and Jacks the next year. Pete mm-hmm. Rock did a lot of work on producing that album. Um, he did work as well on Soul Survivor. Um, the kind of back and forth between Robbo and Pete Rock. All the Places was another one that was a good one as well. Uh, the Searching with Vinnie Mojica, very smooth track. You love to hear that. Just that very, like you said, that vibe that you feel. Um, and it's on you was actually another one I like. That's one that had with CL, Pete Rock, and Grap Lover as well from I and I. I feel like to me, there wasn't a wasted second on a lot of these tracks. Like I felt like even the instrumentals, if they wrote out for a little while, I was like, damn, I just want to sit here and listen to this shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me ride to this shit for a quick second. Yep. Like, you know, like you let that, like you say, let the let the track breathe. That's one thing I think this album did better than anything else. They let these tracks breathe, especially at the end. And then you get an instrumental interlude into between that to get you to the next track. And it's just like, damn, man, this is just shit is great, man. It's it's a lot of highlights. No no low lights on this at all for me. At all. There isn't even anything like a verse or anything I could be like, yo, I'm not feeling this. Like a beat, like, yo, I'm not feeling this. Like, yo, this is out of place. Nothing. I got nothing for you when it comes to low lights. I mean, I had that escape joint, man. But yeah, whoo, man. That's what I got for that. So now we'll go to quotables and see what you got. I'll start with you, Domo, to see what you got as far as quotables are concerned. I'm going to go with get off the mic. Mm-hmm. Get off the mic. Because I love my shorties like Jesus loved children because being smooth is the science I crafted to the state. When they incarcerate me, I want to be free and play some D on a high school and thrill from the Vermonville. Take my yards with no bodyguards. My click's the first round draft pick for a time in prison. So the only way to cover that is clean living, respect given. Hear the bell go ding. It's like Tyson stepping back into the ring. Mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> good one, good one, good one. Yeah. Jay, what you got for quotables, man? I guess the first ones will be um for um Sun Won't Come Out. When he was like entering the level of high gear, you'll think you took a bomb like split to get here. Just like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And um the other one is um It's on You. I guess I have to read the whole verse. He was like Step into the dragon's lair with CO's to dawn and peace to creator. I praise the most high, I represent the best, because the number one killer of black men is stress. The armed and dangerous, the bulletproof, couldn't stop the homicide of another youth. Penetrating your body parts with hollow point shells, you frog, because vengeance is mine, said the Lord indeed. My own clique turns greedy. Out of 12 of my soldiers, one would deceive me, but salt in the game, shaming the family, and push my black ass straight into a terrifying ambush. The whole empire is at stake, mastering the streets, the depth. Devil, the mental won't break and turn sh- uh, and turn snake. For Pete's sake, you got to be true to the crew. So if niggas want to set it, it's on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't just put it at one bar. I had to go the whole. You got to go the whole one. Yeah. Now, I got I, mine just like that too. Mine just like that too. Dave, because I don't want you to think that I'm some clown from out of town. I get down. I've been around. I ain't no hand me down. So you got to show respect for me if you're checking for me and don't sweat me because I really don't want no sweat on me. If you got a good flaunt, if you get, you got what it takes, and I know you want it, I can't I can't remember. I thought I had the name of the song, but once again, yeah. it's, just, it's just damn, you know. <laughs> so my quotable comes from I get physical. CL's first verse. It's going down from out of town, off the wicked street to New York. Trouble me and my man at the plan to make a hefty bundle. Blessing wait to listen to greats from the basement gates, marking dub plates that make quakes in other states. My soldiers, girls of 40s with the shorties, working the scenes in tight jeans to blow your boyfriends to smithereens. Mm-hmm. On a scalp to get humped from the zone, bumping baby face where everything's live. Where I let my, when everything's live, I let my boo drive. I do my hot shells, ring bells, and knock out subtle beefs. Any last requests, you better make it brief. Mm. Care from life's... Kid from Life Sucks to Major Bucks while Pete Rocks control blocks from ball players to corner hustlers. Here comes the Spark Brothers. Many retire when I open fire. Dropping smooth, synthetic, the physicals, mental, but out the outcome is energetic. Larger clientele drops by the CL, the spiritual, to set the tone one time on the physical. I love that first verse because of the way that it started out. It's almost like it came out of the box swinging with some some bars, especially that that big one where he said, basically, my soldiers guzzle 40 with shorties working the scenes and tight jeans that blow your boyfriends to smithereens. Mm. Great. Very understated when it comes with CL Smooth. It's like, you know, he doesn't scream or yell on tracks or anything like that. He's never really hyped anything, but he delivers, and the delivery's smooth. It's like, you know, if you had pancakes and you put the butter in the microwave and melt it and then pour it over top of your pancakes, that's like what the delivery is to yeah. me. That's like what the delivery is to me. So, you know, now before we get to the topic about whether or not we think what kind, you know, uh, what we think is whether it's there to test of time, I do have a quick question to ask everybody. So we talked about this, this is grown man hip hop, grown people hip hop. I think a lot of that's missing in the game nowadays. You know, like, do you think we don't like uh, there's not a lot of that out there now, like an album like this, not even necessarily stylistically, like you hear these type of beats that type, these type of lyrics, you know, it's like these specific type of flows and these specific type of lyrics, but I don't know if there's really a whole lot of grown folks hip hop nowadays. Well, this is a different hip hop era. It is yeah. a different hip hop. It is, is a much, a much different era. No, it is, it's a different, it is a different era. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that 
that I don't think nobody's making hip nobody's making hip hop for grown folks anymore. Little, like little, like little, no like the, little, the new little like album. do we like do we know like if somebody's gonna make something like this now and then like we be twenty five years later go back and be like damn this is dog or somebody who was even or somebody who was even our age then is gonna go back twenty five years from now and be like damn I can appreciate this shit a lot more now that I'm older. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. Like we all sit here now, all of us in our late thirties. And we're at a certain point in life where we've done things, married, have families, careers, homes, things kids. like that, kids, you know, and we sit there and listen to this. And I think we all kind of agree the type of way that this made us feel like it's very just the vibe was great. Is there anything now that we can think about the kids nowadays will be able to sit back and be yeah, like, damn, I can appreciate this shit a lot yeah, more now yeah. that I'm older than well, I did back then. Well, from their generation, I, I really don't see that. Yeah, it ain't going to be too many albums that they're going to have. That's going to give them this filler. Mm. Yeah. Like I said, uh, YBN Corday, his album, mm-hmm. might be able to give them that filler. Rhapsody album might be able to give yeah, them that filler. Yeah, definitely. The, okay. new, the new Little Brother album is, is but that's like more, that too. That's, but that's but more that's, for us. That's I'm not, saying, though, but... It they, is they, more for they, us. They're not, looking, they're not, they're <laughs> not going 20 years from now. Going, oh, let me go to that little... No, nah, they're not going to go there. Yeah, but Rhapsody, that, that Eve album? Bro. Well, I told you that week's... Album's fire. Yeah, like, so that might be one... I, those are only two I can think of. I mean, you got like the older generation. Well, would you consider would you consider any new release by J Cole to, to fit that bill? Well, I was gonna say like maybe like his what was the last album? Not the one that just came out, the one before that, Forest Hill, no, four nineteen, four nineteen, yeah, fourteen, Forest Hills Drive. That yeah. one might be able to give it to him. Yeah, yeah, I, I do feel like that might be something. Yeah, twenty five years down the road. To me, I think the one album that I think that I can think about. That 25 years down the road, they can listen to it and might appreciate it when they're older, their generation. It might be the Pimper Butterfly. K-Dot. Yeah. And I think even a lot of Kendrick fans now are kind of decide, def, you know, because I'm seeing now we're at the end of the decade, gentlemen. So we're about to add into a new decade. Right. So I see a lot of these decade lists starting to come out. And I see a lot of the Kendrick albums to Pimper Butterfly, Good Kid, Mad City sort of at the top of those lists. And there's a lot of Kendrick fans now, and a lot of the younger ones kind of will still put Good Kid, Mad City above To Bibba Butterfly. To me, being a little bit older, I actually like that album better than I like Good Kid, Mad City. And I think that even with the older that you get, I think the better off that it would get. And that's just me. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing y'all don't agree, and y'all feel some nah, type like of way I'm, about it. Jason, <laughs> I heard a sigh from Jason, and I, I looked over yeah, at him, but yeah. I just see this, like... I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, he's I'm, a West I'm, Coast brother. No, nah, I mean, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I gotta say, I'm, not, I'm, I'm opposite as far as like that. I like Good Kid, Man City over to Pimple Butterfly. Like, I know a lot of people who feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I appreciate like all the messages and like know everything he put into the album, but just like, I mean, I guess, and I don't want to sound shallow to say it's a production that kind of lost me, but. Hey, you, you, it, it's your opinion. I yeah, mean, no, it's your opinion. I understand. <laughs> it's your opinion. No, nah, it is. I, I understand that much. I mean, but to me, I think that though, I think even Kendrick fans, the hardcore ones in this generation will, I think 25 years from now, they'll be able to look at both of them. But I think really to Pimple Butterfly when they get older, I think they'll be able to appreciate it as far as the vibe on that album. That's just me though. Jeez. I'm That's my opinion. I think that they may. You, you I think both will be held in high regard by Kendrick fans regardless. But I think that's the one that may seem the more like main ingredient than pick good kid Mad City will. So we're gonna have to come out with a top ten decades album decades I list. I don't know if you listen to Reason. Uh huh. His album. There you have it. 
that might be right there for the youngins for 20 years from now where they would catch it. Yeah, okay. I mean, that came out last year, but mm-hmm. that album is, and it got a whole lot of old school old samples on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. So I just figured I asked that question because I just think that, you know, listening to this, here's this 25 years later. None of us were checking for this back then. All of us kind of most recently kind of listened to this. I first heard it really, but then dug into it really in the most recent years. But then to this week, listening to it, it was just like, damn, you know, like this is really like some grown folks type stuff. I'm sitting there listening to this and this is a vibe. Me listening to this shit in my car or sitting there cooling out at home, like for real. So I just figured I'd bring that up because I don't know if there's the, that's the one thing like Dr. Dre put out this put out the article saying that hip hop now is more about producing quantity versus quality. You know, that people are not taking mm-hmm. time to really develop programs and develop the concepts and take songs and stuff really be quality. So I just figured, you know, I just asked that well, question. Let's turn it back to the question the discussion we had on my show on the last episode. They don't care about the art no more. It's a money grab. Yeah, yeah. it's all about the money. Yeah, it's yeah. all about. And the I money. think back it's then all, it, it's been like that for a long, it's been like that for a long time. That, that, they, it was an art. Yeah, back then. now it's hey, let's throw it on YouTube. Let's throw it on SoundCloud. Let's, let's throw put it on the, the same ground. three let's beats together. Let's put the same three notes to together sound, and let's, put a. Let's try to sound like together. somebody that's hitting, and let's get to this money. Yep. Yeah, that's it. It is, and because the type of money that folks are making, it's like, can I? I mean, I gripe about it as an old man. This is, I'm on my old man, you know, porch yelling the kids to get off my lawn. I am going to admit that I'm that dude. But the type of money the kids are making nowadays off of it, I can't say that I blame them. If that nigga you know? didn't call him Joe Butt. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna we're gonna get actually, man, to this. We'll go around the table to see if it stands the test of time. So is it is it is it certified? Is it borderline, or is it just in this time? So I'll I'll start with you, Jay. What you think, man? What say you? I'm gonna say certified. Like, I mean, because like like the whole vibe of it. I mean, it, it's something that will transcend. Like, you know, if it's like now another 20 years. I mean, we 25 years later still talking about it, and you know, I'm pretty sure like. Grown folks back then, like, were rocking off of it. I just couldn't at the time because I was a teenager. But, yes, I mean, with for, for the audience it was made for, I would, yeah, I would have to say it makes it a certified classic. True. Damo? Uh, I'm going to say for its time. Okay. I don't see, I mean, we just finding it, some of us, and. I don't see nobody finding it again. Like, I'm looking at it to the world like, we're Illmatic. Illmatic, another 20 years from now, is still going to be a certified. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't see it sticking <laughs> up to that right there. And that's why I'm looking at it to it being certified from now on. Mm-hmm. This is classic for its time. It's okay. a classic album, but it's for its time. The okay. vibe is amazing. Yeah. Dave? Something Damo said just kind of clicked in me. It's just like he said, you know, 20 years from now, you're going to think about the main ingredient. And I don't think a lot of people will. You'll think about Illmatic because Illmatic was groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. Or you could think about uh, Tupac, Me Against the World, whatever, when I, you know. But when you think of the main ingredient, 20 years from now, will you be thinking about it as far as one of the best albums of all time? You probably won't. I think the heads will. The heads think, will. Yeah. The heads will, but not the main, you know, it's you know, the general, it. you know, it was going to get buried in streaming. And yeah, going to, exactly. So I, th- I think I'm agree with Dom. I think it was a time. It was it's classic for its time. But 
now that I've had time to really listen to it and dig into it, it, it it's certified. I'm going to say certified as well, and I'm going to say the certified for this reason. No skips. I was going to say oh, that. Yeah. No skips. 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 No lowlights. No slip ups. No out of place. They're, like I said, this is a runtime of 76 minutes and 13 seconds. There isn't a single wasted second in this that I would want back. And it's certified now for the fact that I wasn't checking for it back then and I checked for it now and it's like, damn. What the, hell, what the hell was I doing with my life this whole time? Why wasn't I checking for this? It was, and, it was 94. And so was I do, but no, <laughs> it was 94. But I, but I do agree with you, Damo. I do think that the replay value as far as whether people will check for this in 20, 25 years, it's questionable. I don't think you can put it on the same level as Illmatic, but I do think that this is something that the replay value will stand out just like a classic jazz record in another 20, 25 years. Now, do I think it's, and the pantheon of the greatest hip hop albums of all time, like we talking top twenty, top thirty? No, I mean I think it's I think it's in the agree in the I think it's actually in the argument though for top one hundred albums of all time though. It's a great mm-hmm. album. Yeah, yeah, those skips, so, those yeah, skips. No, and so like, and, like I said, it's a good it's a good vibe. You want that old school vibe, yeah. hip hop? This is it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but, yeah. Yeah. So I do. I, I think I need to. I think we probably got to put together a blog post and maybe even a uh, exclusive content put together what we think a classic, what makes a classic. Yeah. Because I think that term gets thrown away a lot. And I think I've seen a lot of stuff on it on Twitter now. And people talk about some old classic, classic, classic. And I think right now we need to define the, at least be able to put some parameters well, together. I think we jump to classic too quick. We do. Instead of letting it. And this is the and reason why you, we have this and show. Then you come back, you listen to a lady like, okay, all right. They jump, they here for a, that day. Oh, it's a classic album. That uh-uh. It might not be that tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. So, I have a few albums that I'm popularly probably, I'm thinking about, that have come out within the last 10 years that people jumped on as classics. I don't think they'll age that well. I can go 20, so, I can go 20 years, bro. So, I feel you know. You. I feel you. But Pete Rock, CL Smooth, the main ingredient, their second and last album. Make sure you go check it out no matter where you are. It is a great listen to. And especially if you grew up with hip-hop with Augusta in the 90s, please go listen to it. I, I think you would appreciate this album, especially if you're of a certain age and at a certain stage in life. This is a great vibe. Please go listen to it. And that is going to wrap up yet another edition of The Vault. Please make sure you check us out on our host on Podbean, vaultcmr.podbean.com. You can also follow us on social media on at Instagram, vaultcmr, podcast, also Twitter, at Vault Classic, and on Facebook, the Vault Classic Music Reviews Podcast. You can go there, look in our bio, you get to our link tree. Every single one of our podcast streaming platforms that we're available on, you can get there. And you can also see us on our YouTube page, search YouTube and the Vault Classic Music Reviews Podcast. Also, make sure you're listening to the Raw Sex Podcast, new episodes weekly on Wednesday with my man Damo. You can check that out, of course, everything there. And you can follow him on Raw at Raw Sex Podcast 1 on Twitter. Of course, adults only and viewer discretion is advised. (laughs) (laughs) And you can also catch him on Instagram on IG at Raw Sex Podcast as well. And then Dave, make sure you're checking out that ground rule double podcast on facebook live mondays and fridays check your local listings or listings on facebook and make sure you're following them on all the platforms we mentioned earlier my man jay as always appreciate all your perspective here on hip-hop you bring a lot to the show and appreciate you gentlemen for doing everything we do each week 
always want you to remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud, but not too loud. And as we close, we like to remind everyone to dream big because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create, motivate, and elevate because you were never destined or created to stay stationary in this life. And on that note, we say peace. Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook at IV Creative and Instagram at IVECRE8.